Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Dalebout, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hello, my name is Don Jose Ruiz, co-author of the FIFA Agreement, and you're listening to Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Yo, this is Tommy, TommyMacYoga.com. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Handstands, everyone. Hi, this is Bob Ross. I'm a teacher of Transcendental Meditation, and you're listening to a great show, the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is PJ Fleck, rowing the boat at Western Michigan Football. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. And this is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, Humble Warriors. And we're back for another awesome episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. And this week, we've got a guest in studio again. Those are, those are the ones we love. So this week, we have a doctor. A doctor is in the house. Can you believe it? Yeah. We've, how many it. doctors have we had? Only one, one other. Uh, in the house. This is in, our, yeah, in the house, at the table with us, Dr. Nisha Shalom. We've had another doctor? On the guest, I, think, I have a feeling one of the, maybe these authors are. Well, oh, well, there, we have could some be a PhDs. Doctor. PhDs. We have some PhDs, yeah, but, but we have an actual doctor. medical doctor. Yeah, this is going to be good. We're excited. But before we get started, I want to thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Time out. Yeah, I can't. I'm sorry, Doctor Joel Kahn. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> sorry, one, doctor. our first doctor. <laughs> our first doctor on the show. Shout out to Dr. Joel Kahn in Greenspace. So today we have Dr. Cassius Drake. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. So should I call you Dr. Drake or should I call you Cassius? Whatever you're comfortable with. Cassius is fine. Okay. Hmm. I just want to be... I am the greatest. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be respectful to... Your education. Oh, that's fine. Um, so a little bit about Dr. Drake. He has spent over two decades learning and practicing the healing arts. As an emergency room physician, Dr. Drake treated tens of thousands of patients, many of whom were having the worst day of their lives. He's a leader in the field. He successfully led an emergency department, awarded multiple times for its achievements in patient satisfaction. For those seeking to discover the deeper issues affecting their overall health and well-being, Dr. Drake offers a compassionate, spiritually-based approach focused on the discovery and transcendence of deep-seated emotional beliefs which have a negative impact on physical health. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast, Dr. Cassius, I'm going to call you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So, we just read your bio. Yes. And it's kind of a tale of two worlds. It is. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got into medicine and kind of your journey to where you're at today? Well, um, my journey as a healer has been a, a, an interesting one. Um, I originally went into medical school and became an emergency room physician um, following the path of my father and, and grandfather um, and learned medicine and, uh, and practiced medicine um, for you know, 10, 20 years. Um, in the ER, I began to learn after my first couple of years out of residency 
um, that there were a lot of people who were there who were suffering not from so much of a physical emergency, but they often were having an emotional or sometimes even a spiritual emergency uh, that was manifesting as a physical problem. And so I began to make it um, uh, you know, part of my treatment uh, plan when I saw those patients in the ER is try to address those things in the ER. Not always the easiest thing to do. Um, and uh, over time, I've uh, developed a technique of, of uh, helping people to see the emotional and spiritual connection to whatever may be going on with them physically. And it's been uh, quite a journey. Wow. Mm-hmm. I think it's any time... Um, and we've been very fortunate to spend a little time with Cash just before we got on the air here. Um, but to learn, anytime we can have someone who came from the medical world and recognize the healing and the spiritual part, how it's all connected, and then bring that out um, is a true gift. And mm. you know, um, you know, like one of our prior guests, uh, guests we mentioned on the show, Dr. Shellam. You know, same thing. She would just she used the terminology root cause. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And we've had so many people. A lot of our guests who said, you know, have overcome something either maybe a bodily function, mm-hmm. and but when you really dig down deep, there is definitely an emotion attached to that. Yes. And the gift Very of often. yeah, and the gift of you coming from the medical world is. You know, sometimes we, do, we we love the medical world. Yes. You know, you, you, you need both. And it's, ha- and it's how or when a person um, can be an awareness of when we need to really go to the doctor, yes. right? As mm-hmm. opposed to expecting the doctor or the pill, mm. right? Mm-hmm. To take care of that emotional pain. Yes. And that's the education we're trying to do on this show and have guests like you on the show that our first hand working with people yes and telling us let's always start with the emotional first right if only if only <laughs> right cuz that's you know if only that if only right yes. that could be that could yeah. be it most of the time yes it it, it, and, and, it very and, often is it yes um, a lot of times you know the you know in, in people who have studied this found that you know when people go to their primary care physician um, 60% of the visits to primary care physicians are stress-related. Mm. Okay, so whatever physical problem they're having, there's a, an underlying stressor. And, um, you know, it's kind of my, my journey on this when I, you know, first um, was in, in, in practice in, in the ER. And, you know, sort of the classic patient um, that people would throw their hands up, the ER staff would throw their hands up, and, you know, we, we can't do anything for this person. So you'd have someone that would come in and they're having abdominal pain recurrently. Okay, and they would fall into being labeled a, a frequent flyer because they would come in once a month, once a week, every other day, and they've got that pain. And they would come in and they say, I'm hurting. Your healers, your medical people tell me what's wrong with me. And so the, you know, the doctors and the nurses and the techs would do what they were trained to do, and they would do a bunch of testing, and all that testing would come back normal. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then you would go back and tell the person all your tests are normal. You're fine. Go home. Okay, right. and that was accurate. Right. You know, it was an accurate statement to say you don't have an acute surgical problem. You don't need to be in the hospital. You're not going to die from this. Um, 
It doesn't need an antibiotic. There really isn't anything in our treatment bag short of maybe a pain pill that we have for you. Go see your regular doctor, okay? The right answer, sort of, but incomplete, okay? And, and so those patients would leave frustrated and the staff would be frustrated every time a person like that would came in because they knew what they knew where that was going to end. That it was always going to end at that point where the patient left unhappy, the patient left unsatisfied, the doctor felt unsatisfied and had to go on to the next one. And some people will get caught up in a, you know, I'm here to save lives. This person doesn't have a, a life threatening emergency. They don't need to be here. And you have all that stuff that that ties into it. And you know, for for whatever reason, I just saw it a little differently and, and began to notice that you know that person with that abdominal pain, maybe there's something going on in their life, okay? And you know, has anyone you know ever asked them what's going on in your life? Did you did you have a bad day? Was was it? But you know, was there some frustration in your life today? Maybe that has something to do with why your stomach was hurting, you know, like irritable bowel syndrome, for example. Um, you'll also see that with people who have migraine headaches, okay? So those people can often end up in the ER over and over and over again. They have CAT scans, they have MRIs, they see the neurologists, they never get a, a clear diagnosis, everything's always normal, and they wonder why their head hurts. Um, so, you know, as, as I developed as a healer, I started exploring that, and I began, you know, part of this coincided with my own, you know, spiritual journey and, and spiritual exploration, and as I started to have my own growth um, as a spiritual person. I started looking at my patients and saying, how, how, is, how can my own spiritual journey help myself in, in, in working with my patients? And, and so as I learned things about myself that I didn't know before, I would look at my patients and I said, I wonder what's going on with this person and, and try to talk with them. Um, and you would often be met with an incredible wall to that conversation, and I was always really frustrated at, I thought was the, um, especially the person who's having so much pain and they really wanna give an answer, and I felt like I have this answer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it would bounce off, you know, and I'd say, you know, is there, you know, typically the first response to, is there something going on or something bother you is, no, I'm fine, right? Right. You know, I'm fine, and don't tell me it's all in my head. Right. You know, because, you know, if I if you say tell someone that something has a, a stress component to it, then they, they, they think you're telling me I'm making it up. You're telling me that I don't have this pain. Well, I'm not telling you that you don't have the pain. I'm telling you that there's not a disease process that we can find on the test. That doesn't mean that you're not having pain. I recognize that you're having the pain. I know it hurts. What I'm saying is there's something else that's feeding it. Mm-hmm. And when you look at that, then you can start to get a solution. Um, you know, so, you know, and I didn't always do it right. You know, I, uh, when I first tried to do this work, people would, you know, I, I, got, a lot of, I got a lot of complaints about it, actually. And I had to eventually learn how to hone the conversation and to speak to people in the right way so that the, so they could hear it, um, you know, from a more humble, loving you know, place. Um, no, kind of rambling about it. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what I guess I've learned um, working with a lot of healers like yourself. And I think everybody goes through that, especially coming from the medical world. Is we just have to meet people where they're at. Yeah. And 
and for the person throwing up the wall, this is like, what, what, what? emotional what yes what are we talking about here i'm used to just going to the doctor them giving me something and i come out the other side and and in my mind i'm okay just because i made that visit and they gave me something that's right and they've been accustoming condition to that and and a lot of us have had that has been the way to do it this is the way to do it this is the way it works right you go to a doctor you get a diagnosis you get a pill it gets fixed right well what if there's not a pill for that right you know so you know what if you know if your migraine is being triggered by frustration What's the pill that makes your frustration go away? Right. There's not really a pill that makes your frustration go away. You right. can take benzodiazepines, you can take Ativan, you can take Valium, and sure, that's gonna relax you, but it didn't remove from you the thing that you were frustrated about. Right. And when that pill wears off, you're gonna be frustrated again, you may very well have another migraine. Yeah. You know, so as a, as a spiritual healer, um, I, I would start to look at people and say, well, if there's a frustration in your life, then what do we do, what do you do with frustration from a spiritual perspective? If you're frustrated with your way your life is going because you don't like what's happening, you know, the spiritual perspective says, well, is this working for your higher good? Mm-hmm. You know, is, is the situation in your life that's so frustrating, if you should look at it from a spiritual perspective, is this taking you to your higher place? Is it part of your personal growth? Is there room for patience? Is there room for forgiveness? Is there room for tolerance? within that emotion and then you bring a, a spiritual tool to treat the emotion that's driving the physical problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I find that when you when when people look at it that way, I've had conversations with people who've had intractable migraines for, for, for months and years. And then, you know, I'll you know, they're in the ER again, they want another CAT scan. I go, look, you don't need another CAT mm-hmm. scan. Let's just talk about what's going on. And you'll hear, you know, my husband works nights, I work days, we've got three kids, we never see each other, I'm tired, we're exhausted, um, and you know, and my headaches hurt and we're spending all this money on it and we, we're not getting anywhere. I said, okay, well why do you think you have that headache? Well, I don't know. Could it be that you're tired? Could it be that the situation that you're in is just frustrating you and you can't do anything about it, it's not changeable, you gotta pay the bills, you gotta work, you're tired, and so you're frustrated. And when you're frustrated in a situation that's out of your control to change, you can't run around screaming, got stuff to do, your head pounds, okay? Because you're stuffing it because you've gotta go out and do stuff, and then it shows up as a pounding in the brain. And you know, just no one would ever have that conversation with somebody, I would have that conversation, I go, oh, I never thought about that before. Mm -hmm. And I go, well now that you know that, you know, now what do you do with that information? You know, is, are there changes in your life you can make? Are there immediate changes in your life that you can make that might shift that, that you never thought about? That's the one thing to look at. Most people might have a few things that could change but can't just snap their fingers and change the whole structure of their life overnight. Um, but just knowing that, you know, the cause, the, the reason the head hurts has an explanation. Mm-hmm. You know, is an immediate relief of one stressor right there. What's wrong with me? Why can't I get better? Why can't the medical people figure me out? Why don't they have a pill that's just going to fix this? Why don't? Why doesn't they, that one person just order that magic test that's just going to give me the answer? Because we haven't figured out a test that'll tell me your emotional readout. You know, because you know their spirituality doesn't necessarily come in a pill. Forgiveness doesn't necessarily come in a pill. Patience doesn't come in a pill. Tolerance doesn't come in a pill. Mm-hmm. You know that medicine exists in a different way, but it is the right treatment for that 
dis hyphen ease, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. leads to that physical dysfunction. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why our bodies are so intelligent and so smart, you know, um, you know, that's why I kind of go, I, I've said this a couple of times on the show that kind of goes in order, body, mind, and spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like our body is going to either let us down first or, or bring us aware bring you aware of what's going on yes and like you said this is what's so interesting we can use the person with the migraine and just knowing this from the conversations we've had but not that person not knowing but kind of why we're doing this show that is a gift that is someone trying that is your higher self getting your attention yes (laughs) right yes to say to what you're saying why is this happening Mm -hmm. take a deep breath step back what's going Mm -hmm. on in my life Mm -hmm. and like with change What's great about the power we all have, we, we could snap our fingers and change and say, you know, but at the same time, it really doesn't work that way, but we can change our way of thinking. So then then the, then the other stuff will just come in due time. So, yes. you know, we're working and I'm, my husband's working these days, I'm working these nights, we have three kids, the bills, like you said, okay. That's the truth. That's the truth. There's no doubting that, okay. And that's what's causing, you know, that that's what could be causing your headache. So what do we get? What all right? What are you What are you learning here? Yes. What's well, the spiritual? What's the spiritual? Yeah. What's how, the lesson? How can you be in the same situation and have more peace? Right. You can't snap your fingers and change the situation. Right. Is there a way that you can shift your perspective on right. it? Right. Right. You know that you have a different emotional reaction to the same situation. Right. You know, because it's the emotion that's the fuel of that of, yeah. that, of that of that headache. So if you change your emotional reaction to the situation, yeah, then you you shifted everything. And to me, that's what that's what spiritual medicine does. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could say, well, how does spiritual medicine work? Spiritual medicine works by changing your emotional reaction to this to the situation. Mm-hmm. You can look at the exact same thing through the lens of logic, through the lens of everything you're experienced in your life. And then you can look at it through the lens of spirituality and see it a completely different way mm-hmm. that changes your perception of it that can stick. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. now you don't have that same emotional driver. And to me, that's that's the you know the, the, the magic of of, uh, of of spiritual work as a healing technique, mm-hmm. and and how it can shift things. And we've seen you know many times that when you you shift someone's emotional view of something not only does it make them feel better emotionally but we see that develop in the body as well okay that when someone's in a more calm and peaceful state the body's in a better situation to heal itself recover from injuries boost your immune system have more energy better digestion lower blood pressure better control blood sugar all sorts of things that happen when you shift that sort of base emotional state. Most people don't have any sort of idea what's going on beneath the surface mm-hmm. that's showing up physically. And so it, it can be some work to get someone to put their finger on it and say, this is the thing, because everyone's first reaction is nothing. And once you get someone to put their finger on it, and then you can bring some some spiritual technique that can work with that. I mean, I've seen that uh, in my own life um, many times. We, I mean, we could even really go real deep. We could take it to one. We could even take it to another extreme where, um, let's say you're a soccer player and you're running and you, you, you know, tear your ACL, right? That's, Mm -hmm. well, Mm -hmm. that's truth. That happened. You need to see medical, medical attention. 
However, that happened for a reason mm-hmm. to you. Mm-hmm. And what is the reason behind that? And we've been taught, oh no, because I just cut and my, this is the way my body is. But there's a spiritual reason uh-huh. that this happened to you. Now, that didn't happen to me or, you know, but to that person yes. where it's just, oh no, it's just a freak accident. Yes. Or I twisted it. No, you. this is where you do got to get medical help, but there's still a, a spiritual thing for you to search within. Not necessarily why this happened, but you could go say, okay, to the emotion, how yes. am I, I'm supposed to learn something for me to bounce back and react to this, to this situation. Yes. You know, absolutely. You know, as, as when someone's in a, had an injury and in a healing process, it just has a role there too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you know, is the first question. You know, someone comes in with a torn ACL or they fell and they broke their ankle. I mean, the first question isn't what's going on in your life. Right. But later, let's say this person is the one that develops chronic pain, or they have an issue where it just never seems to heal and it always seems to be something that bugs them. Right. And it starts to cause, you know, it has an impact on their life. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there's a, a, a medical you know, problem called reflex sympathetic dystrophy. It's a big word for when you have an orthopedic injury, there could be a nerve damage. And when people are under stress, the nerve just activates and the whole limb can swell and be red and be incredibly painful. And it just seems to go on and on and on forever. And you know, sometimes you'll you'll you, when I see those patients, I say, well, you know, tell me about the injury, and you'll get this story about someone who did something, and if that person hadn't slammed their brakes on right there, then I wouldn't have hit them, and then this never would have happened to me. And you go, that sounds a little frustrating. <laughs> well, yeah. Are you still mad about that? Yeah, how long did that happen ago? Five years. Right, and they've been carrying that for five yeah. years. You know, and have you ever thought about letting that go? You're right, that happened. But that anger about it could be a contributing factor to why you're continuing to have so much pain. Yes. What do you do about, what do you do about justifiable anger? from a spiritual perspective. What do you do when someone hurt you and you're angry about it and you're right about the fact that they hurt you? That's where forgiveness comes in. Yeah, and that's beautiful because I think it's important to acknowledge our feelings and we do have the right to be angry. Mm -hmm. We do, those are emotions and it is okay. And it is, you know, it is okay to be angry. It is. However, in your highest good, Acknowledge your anger and then let it go. And then let it go. Let it go because you know what? You could be carrying, people carry that for years and and it's it's somewhere in their body. Just continue if it's in their knees or whatever. They're carrying it. And is that that the answer for everybody that has chronic pain? But it is the answer for some people. Yes. You know, know, for some people, um, this this does apply. You know, there's no one-all treatment for every little thing. But this for some people, this is you know, part of it. It's part of it, of letting go of uh, anger or resentment or being in a deeper state of trust and faith about uncertainty in your life. You know, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, for example. Irritable bowel syndrome and anxiety are, are twins. Okay. Okay, so when, you know, uncertainty, fear, worry, likes to go straight to the belly. Mm-hmm. And um, you can get abdominal cramping, 
diarrhea, constipation, all kind of stuff, have all sorts of workups and never find anything. And, and, you know, and then you ask the, you know, the question again, you know, what's going on? Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. There's layoffs at my job. I don't know if I'm going to be laid off Mm -hmm. and your stomach's hurting. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know why my stomach's hurting. There is a reason why your stomach Mm -hmm. hurts. And so, you know, what's the spiritual work there? You know, there's an uncertainty in your life. Then the spiritual work in that situation is about standing in faith that there's a higher wisdom that's supporting you and guiding you through whatever happens and that whatever happens is going to be in your highest good. And, you know, that's the spiritual shift in perspective on the situation that can shift the emotional reaction to the shift rate situation that can mm-hmm. shift the physical reaction. You know, so. Why do you think there's such a divorce between your emotional health and your physical health? Like it doesn't like we're just we're just talking about right now mm-hmm. that a lot of times it's how you feel that or what you think or your mindset that's causing something physical in your body. But overall we don't really Acknowledge that right away. It's kind of this, what? what yeah. What, you mean that thing I'm mad about is causing that? Well, it's not the air? It's not the water I'm drinking? I ask that question all the time. I, 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 you know, I say, you know, when I figure out why the first reaction everybody says is I'm fine when I say what's bothering you, then I'll have, I'll have mastered this whole technique. But, <laughs> but, but, but it, it remains, I think, the mystery of the human condition for some reason. That, you know, I guess, I guess to put it succinctly, the people who are having this problem are disconnected from the emotion in the first place. You know, because, yep. you, know, you, know, some, you know, every emotional state doesn't, doesn't turn into a physical illness. Um, and so the, it, the, typically it's someone who's, you know, they, they put on the mask, they're fine, they don't want to talk about it, they don't want to deal with it. Um, and they've got this thing that's, that's driving them physically. And it can be the, I think, the human ego capacity to deny pain. Mm-hmm is very, very powerful and very strong. And if you don't want to feel something you don't want to feel, you're just not going to feel it. You know, and, and, and until it's in your face so much that you yeah. literally have no choice mm-hmm. that uh, this thing is time to be healed. Yeah. And I'll, I'll tell people that. I was like, look, this is happening to you right now because this is up for you because you have the opportunity to heal it. Not, not only do you have an opportunity to heal your physical body, you have an opportunity to heal your emotional self and your spiritual self if you will look at it that way. And that this is happening right now because now you have the capacity to, to, to deal with it. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's not uncommon for these things to, to show up after someone's been through a hard time. You know, and say, you'll say, you know, someone went through a hard time and I'll say, well, what's going on with you now? And they go, I'm fine now. You should have talked to me last year. Okay, I'm not, I'm not stressed now. I was stressed last year when this thing was going on, but now you got this physical thing. And I'll say, well, you know, perhaps when that situation was going on, you didn't have the space to really do spiritual exploration. You were in survival mode then. You survived it. Now you have the opportunity to do the deep healing of what happened to that thing that you survived, that you still haven't worked through. And so what's coming up for you now is the opportunity to, to heal something on a deeper level. Hmm. Even if it was from yesterday. Well, and, 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 some, <laughs> yeah. uh, 
and you know, and better if it was from yesterday. Yeah. I'm ready today. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's some cases where, you know, I've been gifted that one of the healers who was my mentor, you know, her specialty was with children, so sometimes people are carrying stuff for twenty, yeah, thirty years, yes, because of something that happened in their childhood. Yes, all the time, and you know, mm-hmm. that and really, by just going. And dealing with that, you can release that and heal that pain instantly. 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 It's for some people it is yeah. instantaneous. Yeah. And you know, and, and I think this goes into, you know, a lot of things, like healing chronic pain or controlling your blood pressure or controlling your blood sugar. You know, it's uh, you know, people will take their pill for their blood pressure, they'll take their pill for their, their diabetes for, for years and years and years and never wonder why they had that in the first place. Right. And that even those things um, you know, can have an emotional aspect because you know, elevated blood pressure, elevated blood sugar are stress reactions of the body. Mm-hmm. They're not necessarily a disease state. It's what your body does when it's under emotional stress. It's how right. it reacts to it. And emotional stress that lasts for a long time will lead to blood pressure for elevated for a long time, blood sugar elevated for a long time. And we know very well what effects that has on mm-hmm. people over the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you know, to... But there's also a role in controlling those sorts of things by also looking inside and and saying what could be the emotional driver that's keeping me in a chronic, like physically stressed state and the toll that takes on you. Um, I've learned that myself. I mean, I was an ER doctor for for 20 years and I worked rotating shifts and ate bad and was constantly stressed out and it took a physical toll on me Um, uh, to the point where I had to become ill four separate times, two spine surgeries, pneumonia, and uh, intestinal problems on my own um, before I realized I needed to make a change in my own life. um, That I needed to say, um, I'm in a stressful situation. What immediate change do I need to make? And what inner work do I need to do on myself um, to, to look at why I had stomach issues, why I got pneumonia from exhaustion, um, why I've had to have two spine surgeries from you know carrying the, 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 the burden of working in the ER for 20 years. Um, so you know, we, I tell people all the time, when it, most of what I've, I've learned, I've learned uh, a significant amount in my own you know, right. healing you, journey. You, you know? you've, you've walked it, yeah. you've lived it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that is sometimes that's why I'm so fortunate and grateful that you're on our show because to have someone from the medical world, um, I'm not going to say, well, converted now to the healing world, right? But how, you know, but that's how, you know, that's but, how but, it's but, perceived, yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? it is, yeah. But it's not. It's it not. shouldn't be. Wait, it, you it, shouldn't it, say that. And I'm not. And I'm not. That's why I'm going back. That's why I'm going back. It, it's been part of your evolution and journey yeah. that you needed this 20, 25 years in the medical world. Mm-hmm. So you can do the proper healing work mm-hmm. for the per, you know for for the clients you work with, mm-hmm. and it's been a, a blessing that you have this medical background because you can sit with an individual and go from the spiritual per- per- perspective and go and do the inner work, mm-hmm. but yet you have all this knowledge to say okay, well, it, it's important know, to be able to know the, the difference. To both, yeah, to know the difference, yeah. and yeah. and that's sometimes yeah. unfortunate for a lot of healers out there that they don't have the medical background. 
I think it's and, and I think it's unfortunate for medicine. Period. <laughs> that they don't have the healing background. Well, yeah. Well, well, well. And I, but I'm sure there's a lot of in this world we could go on a whole other subject. I'm sure there's other caches out there that are in the medical world. There are that want to to do this type I, of work. I think yeah. there are. And exactly. meaning, but they, they it's beat hard. it out of you. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> At least but in my generation, yeah. they beat it out of you in medical. You school. know. Let's face it. Medicine's a business. It is a business. Yes. That's the thing. It is a business. And it's hard for someone well, to go on their own think, and do think it. Think about this. There's not a whole lot of money in healing people. Right. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of money in curing people. There's a lot of money in treating chronic illness. Right. Right. Yes. Right. So right. there's a lot of money in the treatment of high blood pressure, diabetes, and all yep. that stuff. Um, but, you know, if, if, if there was a way to, you know, if <laughs> doing work meant you didn't need to take an antihypertensive every day. Then, then how does a primary care physician can maintain a practice of people mm-hmm. that have to keep coming back and getting prescriptions? Right. You know, so you know there is that aspect of it. That, yes. That you know drives against, um, you know, curing <laughs> right. versus maintaining. Right. Know. And I think you said, but which is great, is is healing, right? Because we're always healing, and part of that is growing and just yes. having the awareness of that. But you know. I can only talk from my experiences, you know, like I went for, I don't run as much as I do anymore, but I was running and I only ran a couple miles around the park, but my right knee was hurting and I just, but by doing the work and living to work, I said, okay, what, what emotionally am I dealing with now? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And that being always now the first thought or when right. something happens to one of my kids and something's not, even at the age of 12, four and 16, dad, this not hurting, being able to have the tools to say, okay, what's going on in your life? Yeah. We're just not going to run to the walk-in clinic all the time, you know, um, and get you on something. Because there's usually, and sometimes you have to. Sometimes you You have have to. to. Like, they have strep, but let's, I want to, we're going to understand how you got the strep. Yeah, but how about, why did you get strep? Get the strep, right. How did you get get run run down? down. Yes. How did you get run down and weaken your immune system? You got it. Yeah, you have an infection and use an antibiotic. Yes. Why did you get, Why the did you get it? The right. And most people stop with, I had strep. Right. They don't, they don't, you know, they won't say, you know, they won't, I mean, because the, the true answer is, I became run down and my immune system was weakened that I succumbed to a strep infection. Right. That's the full diagnosis. Okay. You know, and right. so the strep infection needs an antibiotic, but the immune system needs rest and yes. nutrition right. and in an emotional work because right. that can also be a stressor right. um, to, to why did that happen, you know? So, yep. um, so, but that's, but, but most of you go to, you go to the, you go to the urgent care or the walk-in clinic and say, you have strep here, right. but right. no one says anything about, right. you know, how much rest are you getting? How much sleep are you getting? Right. Have you been burning a candle at both ends, you know? Yeah, um, right. Yeah, you know, my favorite on that one is shingles. You familiar with shingles? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, not so, right. Yeah. So sh- shingles is you know is a disease of exhaustion. Mm. So you know people get run down, burning a candle at both ends, working two jobs, flipping back and forth, and the next thing you know, they break out in this rash. Mm. And you know, and they come in, it's very painful, it's uncomfortable, and you say, "Well, I I have shingles." Well, yes, you do, and and here's some medication that can. Turn down the fire a little bit, but how much rest are you getting? Oh, I don't sleep at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've got three hours of sleep, you know, a day for, for the last 10 days because I had this big project due. Okay. Right. You know, there's, it's always there. You know, mm-hmm. I, that's why I would, especially with, I always ask that question with shingles. I'm like, so what have you been doing? How much, how much, tell me how little rest you've been getting. 
mm-hmm. in the last week because mm-hmm. you know 99.99% of the time that's just usually mm-hmm. what that is mm-hmm. you know so and that's you know m- the vast majority of times when people are really sick there's some emotional tip over mm-hmm. that 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 happened there so. so I I think what's 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 you know you and I are constantly growing on the show Jim but I think you know what we're constantly learning and what we could say is hey if you're in pain if you're sick if you got a bodily function going on look at the emotion first or fi- or work with someone that could help you get yeah. to that place right. just just because yeah, that, 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 that 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 could you be know, that there's... could be it or that could at least put you down the path of going the you know the right way. Right. And then, you know, know, and then the physician in me says, well, you have to be careful with that because, you know, someone, someone having heartburn, then, you know, you'd have to make sure it's not a heart attack. So, you know, there are those things. But the first time you do, okay, so so let's say you're getting recurrent heartburn or you're getting a sharp pain in your chest. Okay. So we know that heart attacks can feel like heartburn, you know, and a pain in the chest can be something serious. Most of the time, though, it's not. So, you know, you go. You see your physician, and they say it's heartburn. Ah, okay, there we go. All right. Now, some people will go home, and the next time they have it, they're back in the ER again. It's still heartburn, you know. And so, you know, there's one state what you you've gotten that checked out, you've had that answer, and then it's you know, you take the medication. What's stressing you out? What what's going on? So, I mean, there's there's the role for ruling out bad physical things. And, you know, this conversation about, you know, emotional work and all that is predicated on you've already made sure you didn't have something that was bad. Okay. Got it. You know, that's good. That's good. That is something that sound advice that you need to do. You know, you there is, you know, making sure you don't have something bad. Now, once you found out you don't have something bad. Right. Okay. Then it's look at every aspect of your life. So the first time your chest hurts. You know, if you're someone at risk for heart attacks and stuff like that, then yeah, you go get it checked right. out. But then, if there's, look, then if there's then, nothing then, there, we gotta, then, you look, then you look at the whole person. You got know, it. When I talk about migraines, you know, that conversation about migraines is the person who's already made sure they didn't have something bad. Okay. You know, and they're usually, this is the person that's been in the ER on their 15th time, you know. Right. Okay. Okay. Now what's going on? Right. Okay. You, 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 got, you got to look in a different direction. Um, so, you know, there is, you know, reality is, you got to make sure there's nothing bad going on, but most of the time there isn't. And once you, once you realize that, then it's time to take the deeper look. Got it. So that's when you go see Cassius. Exactly. You've gone to the doctor. You've checked it out. You're still trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're right? not, nobody's sure yeah. what's going. Nobody's sure what's going on. Right? Sometimes you go to the doctor and like, well, I'm not sure what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But something. Like, Wait there. a second! You're the doctor. Right. What do you mean you're not right. sure? Right. So you know, in in, a, in an ideal world, you know, people would be emotionally healthy, and, and these things wouldn't happen. Well, then, <laughs> right? There would be healthy. You know, then but, you're you're just seeing the doctor less. Right. Exactly. Right. So you know, but yeah, it's a it's a yin and yang thing, I suppose. Well, I think the other thing is to be. It's I think it's kind of the whole thing with emotional health slash mental health. There's this big stigma around it. Yes. That if if you're not right emotionally, if you're not right mentally, there is something wrong with you. Yes, and that's not that's not the case. It's the it's there's you're having a problem dealing with whatever it is that's going on at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, you bring up a valid point. I think this is important for all of us. Is 
we have to be comfortable saying I'm mentally healthy, I'm emotionally healthy, because that's really where it comes from within, you know? And there's some stuff that, because we all have pro, we all have problems, we all have stuff in our lives, but they're in our lives for a certain reason. So the stuff I'm going through is meant for me, the stuff mm-hmm. that Cash is going through is meant for him, same with you, John, and same for that other person, whatever it may be. And one may say, wow, I'm glad I don't have that person's problem. But in truth, you're not supposed to have that person's problem. Because we, that's what this part is, is growing, is how to grow from the problems that we have. Absolutely. You know? It is. That and, is. It's all about growth. And we need, and, um, and people can help us that have the right tool and put the right tools in place to help us on that path. Mm-hmm. Right? And um, you know, I was just just thinking as you were, you were saying that some of the you know about being emotionally healthy and people you know are don't you know like admitting that they you know that they might have an emotional issue that mm-hmm. it's worth talking about and you know what I find the hardest people sometimes to talk to are spiritual people. Uh-huh. You say, but these people are already aware. Well, so what what do you think happens to someone who's very much, you know, considers themselves to be a spiritual person and they're enlightened and they're awake and then they come in and you tell them they have a stress-related illness? Because that's, you know, that's poking on their I don't get upset. Mm. I'm a peaceful person. Um, I don't have anger. I don't have resentment. And you go, well, okay, but you have a headache. Yeah, but that's because my muscles are tense. Why are your muscles tense? You know? <laughs> and, you know, and, you know, but that's, that's you know, that's, that's a stressor. Um, and so, so you know, getting through the spiritual people don't get mad. Right. Spiritual people don't have fear. Okay. Spiritual people don't worry. Um, is, can, it can it sometimes be the hardest obstacle to get through because you run into, um, I think as all spiritual seekers eventually encounter is is spiritual pride. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Right. I'm so spiritual. (laughs) Well, you know, well, the thing is, and that's why we, that's why, that's why I like our, you know, I love our show because we, 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 we relate to, you know, some of those examples you talk about, but, um, you know, you know, we are all spiritual beings here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all physical beings and spiritual beings. And to when I guess maybe some of oh, I'm that spiritual person. You're also a human being. And yeah. I think people maybe sometimes lose fact that we're, we're human beings. Yep. And, you know, I think maybe something that kind of us three maybe kind of work on right here, maybe we can help us is how do you define emotional healthy? Yeah. What you does know, that how, mean? What does that mean? And from what I'm hearing from this conversation, I think... I'm just going to throw some out there for a conversation. And I think emotional healthy means is that one understands that we all, that all the feelings that you just mentioned, we go through. Yeah. Anger, worry, fear, and ups and downs, good days, bad days. But we have the tools to be awareness and recognize them, honor them. Yes. And then let them go. Yes. Don't carry it. Yes. Don't carry it. Let it go. And I think transcend that, it. 
transcend it. And I think being emotionally healthy is lifetime work. It I don't is. think someone says, oh, <laughs> it's just like the spiritual. Thing. I, I'm emotionally healthy all the time. No. I got it. I got it all figured out. No. I think it's emotionally healthy to have that attitude about emotions. Yeah. You know, that, that having an emotion, you know, is not a failure of character. Mm. You know, you know, if if you're frustrated about a situation, it's not a personal failure because you're frustrated. You did the situation is frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how you hold it, how you relate with the anger, whether you stuff it or whether you ac- fully acknowledge it and feel it. I am angry about this situation, and yet I'm going to choose. Um, uh, to look at it a different way, mm-hmm. even though I am frustrated. You know, I'm afraid that this thing is going to work out this way. I'm not going to pretend I'm not afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm going to acknowledge fully the fact that this is terrifying, um, but I'm going to lean on my spiritual tools to support me in the fact that I'm afraid. You know, so it's, you know, in, 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 in some ways, the, you know, the, the spiritual curiosity of these things, it, rely put you in a place where you rely on spirit to hold you mm-hmm. right you know because it, it, when it's that fear it's about being comforted mm-hmm. it's not being brave it's about i'm afraid mm-hmm. and i need something to comfort me and that that is putting the fire out of fear and at the same time empowering you to, to you know to do something in the world you know, when when I get to somebody to kind of that insight, that that sort of level insight that 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 I just spoke about, when I get someone to that, starting from a headache, okay, and and someone can really take in what I just said, then I feel like I did something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like something uh, changed in that person. They just had a spiritual insight that I know is going to serve them for a long time, mm-hmm. whether their headaches go away or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, getting to that sort of you know, real experience of uh, of spirituality um, is the medicine, and um, that actually leads me to something that I blogged about the other day. Okay, uh, <laughs> you wanna, yeah, you want to yeah. talk about that for a second? Yeah, I was bringing it up. Yeah, so there was um, you know sort of you know one eighty. Um, there was a, a, a some research uh, that was done on cancer patients using magic mushrooms. <laughs> so this 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 is a John Hopkins. So you know, real like the, like Beatles yeah. magic mushrooms. Yeah, like Beatles magic mushrooms. So you know, the Johns Hopkins University, um, they did a research project where they took psilocybin, um, which is the active ingredient in in uh, hallucinogenic mushrooms, right. and they gave one dose to patients who were suffering from cancer. And what they found was that just giving them that one dose improve their feelings of anxiety, depression that were associated with the diagnosis that lasted for months from one dose. Mm-hmm. And when they looked at why that happened and what happened to the, 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 the patients, the patients reported these mystical experiences when they took the psilocybin. So they had a sense of feeling one with everything. They had a sense that there's something larger in the world that they felt connected to, and they had a real experience that stuck with them so long that it shifted their relationship to their illness, their relationship to the fact that they might die. Um, It was spiritual medicine 
for their wound that mm. was triggered by the the psilocybin. Um, so you know, I asked the question. So it wasn't the psilocybin that did it. It was the mystical experience that did it. So do you need some sort of chemical compound to, get to have a mystical experience? Yeah. Or can you have the same experience using the spiritual tools that are out there to get the same result? Now my feeling is you could do that and get the same result. Mm -hmm. um, that, that, you know, that sort of real connection and experience um, with spirituality is powerful and life-changing. And so here you have an example of it was, you know, done externally, but it had the same effect. And I think many people who've had those experiences will report on how much, how they can make change your life for, for an extended period of time. Yeah, I think when I think about that, I think it, well, if you gave me the choice, mm -hmm. let's just say, of taking that pill or going through the work to experience the same thing, it kind of comes down to that question of, oh, but I could just, I could get yes. it instantly. Right. And I think that's, that's the thing we always struggle with is the work. Well, yes. and I, yeah, and I think, yes, and that philosophy, because that little mushroom, right? Well, it only la it's only going to last a few months, right? So we're talking about lifetime work, yes. or we're talking about short-term fixes. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think when we talk about healing and spiritual work, it's the commitment that this is lifetime work. Yes, and, well, that, and, and it all looks different for somebody. It does. It you know, all it, it all looks different. So, yeah. you know, the way I look at it is, we're spirit. We've asked this question, I think, with a lot of our guests: is what does spirituality mean to you? Well, whatever your answer is, is right. Is right. Is right. Yes. And that's what you know. That's why where everybody where they're at with any of this is they're exactly where they need to be right now. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Everyone, everyone's exactly where they need to be. Yeah, right, right now. now. Right, and you know, it, it, one other point about that uh, mushroom experiment, you know, is that you know, the people who did it were supported. Okay, so right. not everyone who has taken those things has months of you know improved outlook on life, um, but they were supported, and you know, had counselors to talk to them, tell us about your experience, mm -hmm. tell us about your, its impact on your life. So they did do work. Okay, they did do work. They did integration work to talk about what they'd experienced and how it changed them, and they were supported in integrating that new insight into their lives. Now, here would be the coolest test, based on that test, to what you just said, that the patient was perceived that they were gonna take that, mm -hmm. but they never gave it to them. And it didn't have the same effect. It was a double-blind study. Oh, so they did. Do oh, that. they did do yeah, that. It was a double blind study. There were people who got it and people who didn't. It was double blind study. with the same support system. Yep. yep. But they're saying the people that got it they had a much different experience, experience than the people that didn't. Yep. Interesting. Hmm. Right. Which is all right. Know, you know, a double blind experiment is hallucinogen. You could probably tell if you got it or not, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it happening? That's true. You That's know, true. Unless people just yeah. didn't talk to each other, but right. it's like sometimes right. when you you ever that have the experience when you're meditating, you're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing. Wait, no, hold, shh, quiet. You're not. Yeah, doing it. Like, I'm doing it. But I mean, but I guess yeah. you know, the, the the you know for me the the most mm -hmm. important part of that is that you know a. St 
a state of spiritual connection, however they got there. Yeah, changed, right. Changed them. You changed know, them. Created right. a, a deep and long-lasting change that changed their emotional relationship with a very terrifying, frustrating situation, which is I may have terminal cancer. And so that, say, that situation didn't change. We're not talking about curing their cancer. We're talking about the fact that they were less sad and less depressed about the fact that they had it. You know? Probably similar to like um, near-death experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. All those sorts of- it's instantaneous experience of spirit, yes. I guess. <laughs> it is. Something, something bigger than you that makes you realize that, you know, Maybe maybe it's not the switch doesn't just turn off when we die. Maybe there is something else to look forward to. Right. Who knows? Who knows? You know, no definitive answer to that. But, um, but you know, just yeah. Again, the, the the point that I make is that you know when when you make that shift, when there's a real connection with the deep mystery of human existence, there is a powerful and long lasting change that happens, um, and it takes some work. You know, you got to spend time with it and integrate it into your life. Um, but that, you know, it's effective. You know? Yeah. I think the other thing maybe to point out is that if you're listening to the pod and maybe you're on a spiritual journey, maybe you're not. If you don't believe you are, you actually are. <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I mean, right. just from every one of our own examples in life, we, we're, we're on this path. And you're making decisions, things are happening to you, you have experiences, and you are on a spiritual journey. You don't, you don't have to be doing all this work, you don't have to be doing certain things, but mm-hmm. know that you're on it first. Well, yeah, and Cassius will be back because we have a whole story how you met Cassius. So that's a whole nother show. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother, yeah. <laughs> but, just, uh, but, but it's because of the spiritual exploration you're on, Yep. right? Yep. And mm-hmm. so, you know, with that, you know, you know, so we've known, you know, you've known Cassius for a while and we've got to Yeah, know a whole him. three weeks. Right. <laughs> but but what, what I mean by that is you've been doing a lot of work with him and you understand his background and I definitely, you know, you're here locally and so for anybody that's kind of open or maybe wants to contact Cassius or work with Cassius, you know, what's the best way people get, get in contact with you? So they can find me on Twitter. I'm at uh, Cassius Drake MD and uh, my Facebook page, Cassius Drake. And um, I can also be reached at email. It's uh, spirit lives in you at uh, sbcglobal.net. Sam Ooh, Rick, Charlie Global. Like that. Great. And we'll put that all on the podcast page. Yeah. Okay. So and um, you know and uh, happy to you know talk with anyone about you know what what's going on in their lives. They got a physical issue that's just proven to be unresolvable, and uh, you know have reached a point where they want to take a deeper look, and see what's Great. going on. But I'm going to put something out there. Okay, and then well, uh, do you got something you can put out there first? I am too, but I kind of just do this with it. I, I, but I have to get permission, even though you don't know what I'm going to say. Can I? Can I give? Can we give a humble warrior special for you? Sure. Would you, would you do a 30-minute console for someone who contacts you from one of our listeners? Absolutely. All right. That's the, that, that. Oh, okay. So if you okay, contact so him and say, whatever you heard, you heard about Cassius on the podcast, the Humble Warrior podcast, you're going to give a 30-minute consultation. Is that what you're trying to put what, out there? Yeah. Or yeah. unless he wants to uh, You just signed him up do. for this? Yeah. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> no, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No problem. Okay. Yeah, I awesome. That's a big. That's big. Yeah. 
Well, what I wanted to do was put it out there and maybe, you know, we've been at the show for a little over a year. And, you know, some shows they have like the resident expert that they always go to that comes on the show every once in a while to talk about certain things or things that happen or even questions that might have been emailed into us through Facebook or Twitter or whatever. You want to become our resident expert? Come on the show again? I'd be honored. All right. There we go. All right. So, listeners, this is good, and we need your help. If we want, you know. Oh, by how, the way. How, how, could they, how, they, how could they send any wait questions? Wait a second. By the way, before, before we, I just want to tell everybody out there that I finally did take a yoga class. That is because right. Because we had that bet out there. You did, and you did it with Tommy, and I want to let you know, Tommy is now come up to me twice and how's John doing? And... You told I, him I was exhausted the day of. Did well, you tell yeah, him that? But okay. I said, and now, and now the next phase is, is I'm to give you a private lesson. Yeah, that's right. That's where we're at, right? So for all of you that have been harping on me to take yoga, it has happened. And if you want to get in touch with us and get your special or have questions to ask our now resident expert, Dr. Cassius, you can subscribe to us at the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Warrior Pod or like the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Dr. Cassius Drake, thank you for being on the pod. Thank you so much for having me. I am the greatest. Been fine. <laughs> <laughs> for you though, no, Cassius, Cassius was, right? Yes. Muhammad Ali, one of the greatest. He was named. He wasn't Muhammad Ali. No, he, he was he named was after. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he was. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes or visit HumbleWarriorPodcast.com to listen to our past episodes.